The Bible says in the book of 2 Timothy chapter number 3, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I really think one of the great deceptions and one of the great tools that are being used to cause deception, divisiveness, division, hurt, and uh, future problems in the United States of America is the issue of racism. I believe as we get closer to the coming of the Lord, we're going to see more and more and more uh, of these problems coming to the forefront in such a way that Christians can't simply hide behind the walls of the church anymore. They're going to have to take a stand, know the facts, and know what's going on. And racism is one of those issues that is front and center. I truly believe in my heart that racism is a tool that is being used right now for the destruction of the American way of life, for the destruction and the tearing down of Western civilization as we know it. And it's causing great division. Now, if you have been watching the news at all or listening to the news, no doubt you've probably heard about Donald Sterling, the owner of the L.A. Clippers, and his incredibly racist comments that he made in private. I'm reading now from a news article. Uh, It says here, an extended audio recording allegedly featuring a conversation between L.A. Clippers owner Donald Sterling and his then-girlfriend features more racially charged remarks. President Barack Obama responded Sunday to racist comments on an audio recording of a man believed to be Los Angeles Clippers owner David Sterling while holding a press conference in Malaysia with, prime, with the Prime Minister. Quote, When ignorant folks want to advertise their ignorance, you don't really have to do anything. You just let them talk. That's what happened here, Obama said. The president described the comments as incredibly offensive racist statements according to Fox News. That's still there. The vestiges of discrimination. We've made enormous strides, but you're going to continue to see this percolate up every so often. The president added, saying this is an example of how the United States continues to wrestle with the legacy of race and slavery and segregation. The United States continues to wrestle with the legacy of race and slavery and segregation, is what the president said. Sterling, who has owned the basketball team franchise for nearly three decades, is under investigation by the NBA for alleged comments where he repeatedly asks his girlfriend why she associates with minorities and instructs her not to bring black people to my games. Now, The other day, a good friend of mine and I were talking in the office, and he brought out a great point. His point was, what and who exactly does Starling's racist comments truly hurt? I mean, forget that it's offensive, and try for just a minute to actually think through me with, through this situation. Not just taking sound bites. Who and what, beyond possibly hurt feelings, Does this old guy's racism actually hurt? Now, if you do a little bit of investigation, you'll find that he was a fairly large donor to the NAACP. He received a Lifetime Achievement Award and was Man of the Year. And while he was doing that, everybody was fully aware that this crazy old guy was racist. But it appears that his financial contributions seemed to cover that up. 
Now, the reality is, when this old man's comments are put into context of all the problems facing us in the nation, in our world, in our homes, the question begs to be asked, where exactly does this news issue rank among all the other issues? I mean, I get that his comments were bad. Everybody gets that. And it has to be said. We know we have to say it. We don't want anybody to think that we're racist or anything like that. We get that the comments were bad. But they were said in private between two people who were in an intimate relationship. So again, exactly what did his comments do to hurt somebody? Somehow or another in this country and in our culture, slavery and racism have become synonymous, but they are not. Slavery and racism are not the same thing. Slavery hurts people. It chains people. It denigrates people. What exactly does this old guy's racism do beyond make him look like an idiot? I think the outrage and the symbolic acts that the basketball players have taken and the boycotts that people are calling for and the uproar and all that, it it really doesn't make sense when you think about how many other damaging issues and degrading issues are swept under the rug, ignored, laughed at, or just, quite frankly, just just sloughed off. Uh, Take, for instance, Magic Johnson, one of the darlings of the NBA. Magic Johnson was an adulterer. Magic Johnson contracted HIV, and there's no telling, and nobody ever brings this up, but there's absolutely no telling how many people through his adultery and his sexual escapades that Magic Johnson gave his HIV to. I remember years ago when Kobe Bryant was playing for the Los Angeles Lakers and was accused of rape. Whether he raped that girl or not, I don't know, but he did have sex with her. He did buy his wife a $4 million ring. And I remember watching the basketball games, the playoffs during the time when he was going through that, and the commentators and everybody almost bragging and lauding him for the fact that he was able to zone all of those legal things out and have a great basketball game and score 40 and 50 points. What an amazing thing that he was able to ignore the fact that at the very least he committed adultery with his wife. At most, he has sexually assaulted a woman. Uh, How amazing that he can forget all that stuff and put the basketball in the goal. And yet this old guy's racist comments made in private to someone he expected he was sharing his thoughts in private with and was secretly recorded, this guy makes front-page news. We're ready to boycott the NBA, ready to boycott the Lakers. Everybody's upset. The basketball players are walking to the center of the court, taking their basketball jerseys off, turning them inside out. I mean, my point is is that there is a spiritual and a, a moral blindness in America today when it comes to the issue of race, among other issues as well. Black community leaders, Hollywood stars, and and pop culture have done more damage to the souls of black people and the homes of black Americans than slaveholders ever did. I, I know that sounds so controversial. I know that sounds so rough. And again, I'm not saying that slavery was a good thing. But what I'm saying is, is that slavery could only chain a man's body. But the souls and spirits of those black slaves transcended that condition and from that suffering 
And from those great trials came great depth of character, great depth of hope and spirituality. Now, the liberal progressive welfare state has chained their souls. And what has it produced in the black culture? Do we see Martin Luther King's? No, we see Little Wayne. Do we see men and women that are willing to go to jail for their beliefs? that march like they did at Selma? Uh, do we see uh, uh, Sister Rosa, Rosa Parks willing to take a stand? No. We see hoes and baby mamas and gangsters and whole communities that resemble war zones, ghettos, abortion, violence, self-loathing, no self-respect, counter-racism, uh, gun culture, anything that you can possibly imagine. Again, I state that what slavery couldn't do in 150 to 200 years, the progressive, liberal, welfare, welfare state has been able to do in about 40 to 50 years. You may drive through and see the black community free physically, but I assure you, my dear friend, all it takes is to scratch the surface just a little bit to find out that they are not free spiritually, they are not free emotionally, they are not free morally. They have been chained deeper and more violently than any slaveholder in the 1860s could ever possibly chain somebody. Why don't those black basketball players that took their stand at the center of the court and took their jerseys off, why don't they take a stand for the some 49 plus percent of African American babies that are being aborted every year? Why don't they take their stand for the 70% plus children that are being born to out-of-wedlock, uh, out unmarried young mothers, producing generation after generation after generation of young black children, specifically males, with no hope, no education, no self-respect, no future, no way of getting out, and if they do, they're called betrayers, they're called sellouts. Why don't they take a stand for that? You see, somewhere along the line, the black community has believed the lie that racism is the greatest evil that there is to their people. Now look it, I don't think anybody should be racist. I really believe that the honest cure for racism is for men and women, boys and girls of all race, creeds, and colors to find faith in Jesus Christ. For in Christ there's neither Jew nor Gentile, male nor female, we're all one in Christ. And you get black communities that are saved and white communities that are saved and Hispanic communities that are saved and love the Lord Jesus Christ, they're going to get along. But the reality is, is that racism is out there. Okay, we know that. Shouldn't be that way. We hold these truths uh, to be self-evident. All men are created equal. We understand that's the way it should be, but it's not. There is racism out there. But ladies and gentlemen, racism is not the greatest evil facing the black culture. And yet that's all that you hear from Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and all the rest of the talking heads on TV. Not just the black communities, but the liberal leaders. That's, that's all you hear from them. This person's racist, and that person's racist, and that person intended to be racist, and they said something that was a subliminally racist, and over and over and over and over and over. Racism, 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 as if that is the greatest evil that the black community could ever face. How about drug abuse? That one's pretty bad. How about abortion? 
How about 49 plus percent of black babies being killed? That was pretty bad. I mean, no matter how bad you think about this guy that owned the L.A. Clippers, this, this, this Donald Sterling, no matter how bad and ugly and horrible you think his remarks are, it didn't kill a little baby. It didn't bring a little child into the ghetto with no future, no hope. It didn't do that at all. What about broken homes? Where once there used to be a pride and an honor in the home. I think about the old, uh, I think it was in the 70s, good times. Where you had a mom and a dad and things weren't right and things weren't perfect. And uh, you had JJ and Dynamite and, and things were rough and things weren't going along. But, but there was a father that worked. There was a mother that cared. There was an underlying morality and it was that family against the world. That home has been destroyed and broken apart. What about murder? If you look at the statistics and you're a young black man, you don't need to be afraid of the Ku Klux Klan. If you're a young black man, you don't need to be afraid of roving bands of white men coming through communities and lynching you up. If you're a young black man today in urban America, in inner cities, you need to be afraid of other black men. That's where the highest crime rate is among the black people, black on black crime. What about jailed young men? What about fathers, these young men producing baby after baby after baby after baby, and these children grow up never knowing their dad, never having a father, never having a home? You mean to tell me what this old codger said behind closed doors can come anywhere near to touching the hem of the garment of the horror that goes on? Mothers at extremely young ages having multiple babies with no real support or home life? A failure to educate, a failure of our homes, elevating sports, rap, sex, and violence as gods in the culture. These have done in total what slavery could never have done. And these are the issues and many other like them that should be on the front page of the news when it comes to black community leaders, when it comes to all of us. These are the things. What this old guy said behind closed doors, okay, fine, it's wrong, it's racist, it's not right. But how has that hurt anybody anywhere at any time? Exactly what has, exactly what has Donald Sterling's racist comments done? And why is there an outcry against this while others more grievous... Other sins more grievous and other tragedies that are more horrible seem to go unnoticed and uncared for. I'll tell you why. It's because race in America is not about race. Racism and the issue of race in America is a tool to undo the Western way of life. It is a poison used to sicken the body of the United States of America and bring it to its knees. Race and racism is not about race and racism. It is about power. It is about money. And it is about fundamentally transforming the way of life in the United States of America. Now I'll tell you something else that really concerns me. And should concern you. At what point do we cross the line of personal freedom being made to bow before the feet of society at large. Whether or not you agree with this man's opinions, that's all they were. They were opinions. They were his thoughts, his opinions, 
his private words spoken in private to another person in private and assuming that this was a private conversation. He didn't go out and kill anybody. He didn't fire anybody. He didn't shoot anybody. He didn't hang anybody. He didn't deprive anybody of their job. He didn't deprive anybody of their raise. These were private opinions, private words spoken from one person to another. So at what point do we cross the line into some sort of 1984 Brave New World-like domination of what a man can and cannot think? Of opinions that a man can and cannot have. This issue, this issue is not if his thoughts were right or wrong. I don't really care what you think about his thoughts. Maybe you're sitting out there listening to me and you think, hey, I absolutely agree with him. Well, shame on you. You're a moron. Maybe you're sitting out there and you say, I can't believe that he thinks that way. What an, what an, what an ignorant person. How racist. How ugly. Fine. But what I'm talking to you about right now is not if you think his opinions and thoughts were right or wrong. The question before us is, is he free to have those opinions? Is he free to have those thoughts? Actions should be punished if they violate and hurt others, but not thoughts and opinions. If fans think he's wrong, don't go to the game. If the players think that he's so vile and ugly, then why don't they show some moral courage and backbone and go two or three or four or five months without their millions and millions and millions of dollars and resign from the team and take a stand? They're not going to do that because, as I said before, this is not about race. It's not about principle. It's about power and pop culture and pop society. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't like the man, don't go to his game. Don't play for his team. Well, all I'm saying is, is that as soon as we begin to judge and to punish people for their thoughts and opinions, we're on a slippery, slippery, slippery slope. Men and women must be free to think and to express opinions, even when we think they're wrong, even when we think they're disgraceful. Even when we think they're vile and ugly and stupid. The, the, the problem here is that there is such a group knee-jerk reaction. A demand for punishment. A demand that he be held accountable. A demand that we bring in retribution and judgment. Why? What did he do well, well, he made racist comments. Yeah, those were his opinions. That was his speech. That's the way he feels. That's the way he believes. What did he do? Did he kill anybody? Beat anybody up? Take their job? Steal their property? What did he do other than express the way he feels and believes? Well, I don't like the way that he believes. I don't like the way that he feels. That's not your call. What happens when society doesn't like the way you feel and the way you believe? See, in the middle of all this garbage that's going on, the problem and the tragedy is that now, now it's going to be even harder for honest people to speak out and address the issues 
that are truly facing the black community. Freedom can be a messy thing, folks. Freedom and liberty can be messy and ugly and contradictory. But it's better to be messy than it is to be caged and clean. The fact of the matter is, what you're seeing with this issue, what you're seeing with the Clive and Bundy issue, what you're seeing with race issues across the board, George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin case, on and on and on and on the list can go. What you're seeing is is a moral blindness being played out right on center stage. The fact of the matter is, if we don't start speaking up, and if we don't start taking a stand for freedom, eventually it's going to come to our doors. If a man can be punished for how he feels and speaks and his opinions, when will your opinions be punishable? When will your thoughts be punishable? When will your words be punishable? It's better to have freedom and it be messy than for everything to be clean inside the cage. 